Free Talk Live, and the phones are open. If you want to join the show, you can. Here, the number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. All right. And Carly. So last night we were talking a little bit about the rising gas prices. We've got a, a bit of coverage here on Free Talk Live, and I mentioned that they were not quite to a record high. Well, now they are. Oh, we knew that was coming. Yeah, I mean, it seemed pretty inevitable that it was gonna uh, gonna happen, and it doesn't appear as though they're going to go down. I don't have the clip, but somebody caught Biden at what looked like some kind of an airport. And there's like a real quick clip of them asking him about gas prices. He says, they're going up. Blame Russia. (laughs) That is the meme. That's today's meme is uh, everything. Everything can be blamed on Russia. Did he really say blame Russia? Basically. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I don't have the actual clip, but. Dude, you're you're the leader of the free world, right? Quote, unquote. Well, yeah. Uh, Did we introduce ourselves? It's Ian. Aria. I think we did. Okay. Of, yes, we did. So uh, there's a lot to talk about here tonight. The trucker so-called protest that is... <laughs> Rubbing el- elbows <sighs> with politicians. Yeah, it's such a disappointment uh, so far. We can get into what's going on with them. But let's start with the gas, uh, the news. Yesterday, this wasn't official, but we kind of figured it, this was coming. Uh, And now it is official today. Biden has now said the United States will ban Russian oil imports in response to the invasion of Ukraine. So in case like two percent of what we use is two or four percent. Was that what it was? Okay, It's not a whole lot. It doesn't really matter, though. Look what prices did just on the presumption that the United States was going to do this. Now the United States has done it. Uh, It's not just a presumption. And not not just oil either. It's a it's a lot of product is uh, yeah. go- going up in price and of course they, those companies are blaming it on the the invasion of ukraine according to this story here at cnbc the u.s imported around six hundred and seventy-two thousand barrels a day from russia in 2021 and that amount makes up roughly eight percent of the total u.s imports of oil and refined products hmm. now at the same time as biden making this announcement and it is quote-unquote immediate According to the senior Biden administration official who spoke with reporters, no new contracts will be allowed and existing contracts for Russian oil must be phased out within 45 days. Uh, In addition, we spoke yesterday about how now the Biden administration is courting with the government in Venezuela, the very same government that has been torturing its own people by, you know, essentially starving them out over the last decade. But now they're uh, trying to buddy up. With uh, the Venezuelan government, we can talk more about that. But that's not all. According to other news headlines, the Saudi and Emirati, the UAE leaders, are declining to speak with Biden. Huh. So Biden has reached uh, has reached out to Middle Eastern oil connoisseurs and has asked for some sort of relief or some kind of assistance during this situation with Russia. And they're not even taking his calls. I wonder if they've already had a sit down with Mr. Putin. With Putin? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Things that make you go, hmm. Well, they, they're manipulating the, they're going to manipulate the price to get what, you know, to get the highest, the highest well, bid. Right. Yeah. If they know that uh, Russia's out, they know the prices are going to go up. So why not cartelize and raise the price some more? I mean, exactly. The U.S. can only get so much oil from Venezuela if indeed a deal is, is cut with them. 
Wasn't Art- this the whole point of OPEC? Was it, it cartelized? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So, so they already had the infrastructure in place. It makes sense. So let's just say it's not looking too good for the uh, the gas prices to go down anytime soon. Nope. If Biden if, can't even get these guys on the phone. Yeah, and if you live, you know, far from your work and or you drive for a living via VV, mm-hmm. um, you're you're going to hit hurt from this. This is it's already hurting. Yeah. Um, I had to fill up last night. It was I got it. I found three ninety nine. It was my first time yesterday uh, filling up over four dollars. I'd never filled up a gas tank more than four dollars a gallon. No, that, and that I was happened. I was just standing. I wouldn't even. I couldn't even watch the counter. I had to turn my head and and look at some some dust bunnies flying down the street. I could not watch the uh, the pump. Just that trip. bad. It was that bad. Yeah, it's going to get worse. It's going to get it worse. And uh, yes, it's going to get worse. And uh, tomorrow or sometime this week, I am going to go and uh, I'm going to buy some more stuff. I In already, preparation I, I for already, the end of the world. I already have a pretty mm-hmm. good. It's not going to be the end of the world. It's not going to. It's not even going to be the apocalypse. But uh, it's going. But trying times are are on our are, are ahead of us. And uh, and some some staples, some food products are still r- relatively uh, affordable. And mm-hmm. and they haven't really gone up. I've noticed uh, a lot of uh, gr- uh, vegetables have gone up. Uh, well, I'm rising no- gas prices is going to make everything go. up. That's what I mean. And that's why tomorrow I'm going to go add to my mm-hmm. already. Uh, uh, substantial uh, s- s- stock because I think that uh, after this week, sometime this month, this year, this year, it is going to just look at the gas prices. If that's all you had to go on was just mm-hmm. gas, uh, everything's going to go up. Yeah. And, uh, well, plus, uh, the, I was reading an article recently about the cost of eggs uh, gone up because the cost e- to feed chickens has gone up. And so, like, there's this cascading effect that goes on. Everything that gets more expensive makes everything else more expensive. Correct. And, of course, you know, the, the Biden administration loves to blame corporations, but it's the government that's to blame for all of this with their endless money printing. The trillions of dollars in quote-unquote relief. Well, here's your relief. Well, I would this say what the comes pr- out of that. They're, well, they're not printing. They're borrowing. From the people who are because they're, they're the Federal Reserve, they are the main culprits. They're the ones behind all of this and yeah. who really control the the, the strings. Uh, yes, it's the it's the printing of money uh, and all the regulations, of course. But you said it's trickle trickle effect, so it starts with the uh, starts with the feed. Sadly, right. though, and, the government's just going to go. No, this is a, this is Russia's fault. That's and, what they're doing, and the yeah. masses are going to believe it. And, not, and not only by, and by the way, speaking of feed, not only does Russia. I didn't realize it was as high as 8% of our oil was coming from there. But let's mm-hmm. not forget about all the other product, like food. Yeah, they do a lot of wheat processing they, they, out there, they right? They do, but the, big, Europe. But, but the big one, the, I think probably the biggest on the list, second to uh, uh, oil, is fertilizer. Hmm. We get a lot of fertilizer from Russia and from China, and uh, that is directly... Uh, 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 in 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 line when it comes to our food production. If we don't have fertilizer, oh yeah, we can grow food, but it ain't gonna be what it was last year. Um, I I try to use as little of it as possible because I you know I, you know I'm, uh, you know, composting as much as I can, and of course sure. I have the chickens and the rabbits, so that's basically, ideally that's the way you way you do it. But I don't I don't feed anyone else except myself. We're talking about professional uh, food growers who who rely on this uh, uh, this this product, which I don't know. It's not going to be available, and if they can and if they can get their hands on it. Guess what? It's going to cost more, and then that's going to trickle down 
to you, Did the, the you consumer. Did you hear that Vladimir Putin has now signed a decree that institutes, quote-unquote, special economic measures to be in effect until the end of the year, including a ban or restriction on exports outside of Russia? So they're not clear on what exactly, what products are going to be prohibited to leave Russia. Fertilizer. But could be very well things like that. Yeah. Food products, because, quote-unquote, the uh, decree is to ensure the security of the Russian Federation, unquote. Gold, too. Ain't gonna get, they ain't going to let any of their gold leave well, the they country. They bought a lot of gold over the last That's, several years, too. We were talking about this years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I saw that, when, we heard those, when I heard those stories, I'm like, yep, he's getting ready. This guy knows what's going on. Something's coming. He's coming. Yeah. So those well, are some it's not of the- hard to see that something is coming, right? That's why we're all about gold and cryptocurrency. It's obvious. Right. As long as there's government, there's something coming. Yeah, well, I, but when a leader of a country is making these decisions on behalf of everybody, the whole country, uh, that's, I mean, we're just crazy tinfoil hatters. W- what do we know? Well, we seem to know no, a lot more than the average person. <laughs> no one listens to us, except everyone who's listening to this, this station. So those are some of the most you know pressing headlines of the moment. Uh, coming up, we're going to get into other stories. You've got something about the Pfizer details that have come out that were supposed to originally take 50 or 70 years to come out. Oh, yeah. They've been ordered out by a judge. You've got kind of a summary of that. And also, no one is talking about it. We're going to look at because that's because COVID's over. It's over. It's focused on Ukraine. Uh, but uh, also, Arya, you and I had the same story about Venezuela and just kind of painting them as having this giant turnaround. And now things are just getting better over there. So it's totally fine for the U.S. government to go and be pals with the Venezuelan government goons. Has now. Sean Penn been over there yet? We'll get into it. Coming up here, 603-283-6160. It is Free Talk Live, and the phones are open here. If you want to join the show, you can. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. I want to say thank you to David Burns, who is a Free Talk Live supporter of the AMPS program, amps.freetalklive.com. is how you get to our Patreon. It'll take you right to the Patreon page. AMPS stands for Advertise Market promote and support it's a way for you to help us get the message of liberty on more great radio stations we're on over 190 radio stations today and not all at once but over the week there's 190 plus stations that air the show at various different times we can have more it just takes time it takes effort it takes money and you're helping us with the money side david burns with a platinum uh sponsorship there really appreciate that that means he's doing at least 25 bucks a month so thank you david over at amps.freetalklive.com amps.freetalklive.com coming up we'll get into an update on the people's convoy what did they do today because they're still in the dc area let me just say it's not too much to get excited about but we'll get into it Coming up here. First, though, we've been talking about the gas prices, and now uh, Joe Biden saying that he's going to ban all Russian oil imports. At the same time, the UAE and Saudi Arabian official types will not even speak with Biden, and so they're not going to come to his aid. So he's going crawling on his knees to Venezuela, as we learned last night, the Biden administration trying to butter up the Venezuelan government, who they've been sanctioning for years now, since since far back as Obama, 
So it wasn't just a Trump thing. It was, you know, during the Obama administration, the the U.S. federal government began sanctions against Venezuelan people, Venezuelan government people. And those did widen over time. Of course, the Venezuelan government has been doing the worst damage to their own people over the last several years. And that's because of socialism. But now, all of a sudden, the oil that Venezuela is sitting on is really interesting to the Biden administration. And all, and then all of a sudden, the mainstream media is starting to promote how Venezuela, hey, they're not so bad anymore. You know, all that reporting we did over the last decade about how people are not quite starving, but they're hungry enough to where they're losing weight year after year, where the government can't even pay the bill to print their money anymore. They can't pay their money printer, which is a private company uh, based in Europe. Where they didn't have running water, where they were purifying sewage in right. order to drink it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the military was in such bad shape, they were like capturing stray dogs on or goats or whatever and killing them because they weren't getting enough food from the government. Uh, I didn't hear about that. There were so many crazy stories in the last 10 years uh, from Venezuela and mostly in the last several years. It's just gotten worse and worse. But now all of a sudden, Aria, you've got a story about a puff piece about Venezuela. Things are changing for the better. Thanks to the dollar. Yes. Well, thanks to capitalism. Mm, Right. And it's no surprise that the media is putting this out. I mean, just yesterday I saw a piece in the Military Times about how... Ukraine is winning the propaganda war, and they pointed to the ghost of Kiev, which is supposedly this this pilot who was shot down like six Russian aircraft. Fake news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this dude. Same with, same with Snake Island. Yeah, there's no reason to believe this dude exists, and even Military Times acknowledges he probably isn't a real person. <laughs> so when I see this, and they quote, uh, you know, Carlos Veloria, who came home to Venezuela last month. He's a 35 year old lawyer. This dude probably does not exist. Mm. And this whole propaganda war that we've seen between Russia and the United States and Western and Eastern media just makes it so clear to me that all of all of these people are this may not this may not even be a real newspaper. Or coming he, he out of may South exist, America. but he might be a spook, a Fed. What you, could just be a made up name, a made up story about someone coming home to Venezuela based on something that isn't actually happening. They're saying he'd had enough of 15-hour workdays and abusive bosses as a restaurant worker in Argentina. Oh, so Argentina's the bad guy now. And he was working. He's a 35-year-old lawyer working 15-hour days with abusive bosses at a restaurant in Argentina. None of that makes any sense, right? <laughs> I'm just ready to wrap my head around it. first. 50, I can't even imagine 15 hour days. I think the idea is he was trained as a lawyer in Venezuela and then escaped because Venezuela was terrible and went to Argentina and then had to get work as a, All right, that makes as, sense. A wait, as a waiter because he's not a licensed attorney in Argentina. It's possible, but I still doubt that there's any truth to the story right, whatsoever. Well, let's go on. But his return is also emblematic. I'm going to find a job that pays in dollars, he said. After leading his country's economy over a cliff, President... Wait, wait, wait. I, I don't think he would... I don't think anyone going back would say that, not considering what crypto is right now. What do you mean? That's that is the that's that's where Venezuelans who know what they're doing are do either either they already fled the country and are never going back. Yeah. And or they're over there using crypto. It's still not that big. They're using dollars as well. The, this is it is true that the and I'm sure they're going to touch on it in this story. It was probably as of like a year ago we were reporting on how the Venezuelan government decided to officially look the other way 
when it came to the businesses advertising prices in both Bolivar and in dollars. It just became so common that people were using dollars, they realized that, okay, well, this might actually be a way for us to save our hides, right? Because they knew that people people were pissed. There were there have been protests over the last several years in Venezuela that didn't quite get to the point of running Maduro out on a rail, but made him probably a little nervous mm-hmm. for his own personal well-being. And so at some point, they just said, all right, we're not going to arrest you anymore if we catch you using the dollar. Okay? So you guys that want a price in the dollar, it's fine. We're still not going to let you put it into the bank accounts. But if you want to go ahead and, and accept dollars, no biggie. We're, we're not going to prosecute anybody. And that actually made a huge shift for the Venezuelan people because it allowed the business owners to actually openly accept dollars because that would have been like a criminal act they would have been their business would have been shut down if they were caught accepting dollars previously now they can advertise that they do accept dollars they can pay people in dollars and so it has essentially dollarized the venezuelan economy to a large extent and i suspect that again that's that's they do mention that by allowing dollars to flow freely and private enterprise to flourish in recent months maduro seems to breathe new life into his regime (laughs) <laughs> yes, simply by not doing anything, he has breathed new life into his regime. Well, that's really all governments need to do is <laughs> right. nothing. Yes. He remains widely despised, but immigration has begun to slow. That's immigration with the E, people, people moving leaving. out. Yes. People are returning, and the government is enacting laws to tax dollar transactions and allow companies <laughs> to issue debt in foreign companies. All currencies. Yeah, sorry. All are signs that despite a triumphant world tour, including a White House meeting with President Trump, Opposition leader Juan Guaido is further away from ousting Maduro than he was a year ago when he announced that plan and won wide international support. It goes on here at the time. Why is he even talking about Guaido at this point? He's been obsolete for more than a year. You know, this is is all they ever wanted. And I'm talking the the powers that be. They want Venezuela to use the U.S. dollar Mm -hmm. and to sell their oil to us. And that's what they're they're about to get. To play ball. This is what they always wanted. So they go in there, they rubbleize the country, let them suffer for a few years, or a lot of years, actually. Mm -hmm. And then once they've given up and come to their senses, "Ah, we'll we'll play ball. Yeah, all right, fatty. We got a contract for you now. That's what this was all about from day one. That's a good point, man. There's more coming up here. You can join the show. The number is 603-283-6160. More on this puff piece about Venezuela. Everything's changed now. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com talk live phones are open you can join the show here the number is 603-283-6160 you can take control of the airwaves by the way i want to say thank you to bitcoin.com 
Longtime sponsor here on Free Talk Live. If you want to learn about cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, let me tell you right now, it's a darn good time to do it. Oh, yeah. Bitcoin price today under $39,000 per Bitcoin. Remember, the one thing you need to know, one of the most critical things is you don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin. You can buy a fraction of a Bitcoin or a fraction of a Bitcoin Cash. Bitcoin Cash is like... 1% 1% the cost of uh, of a Bitcoin. You can go and learn about the differences between them and other cryptocurrencies over at Bitcoin.com. Click Get Started at the top of the page. There is a bit of a learning curve when it comes to crypto. Uh, you do need to get some basic concepts down, like why decentralization is important to the future of sound money. Uh, and you can learn some of those things over at Bitcoin.com. Click Get Started at the top of the page. And also, if you aren't new to crypto and you want to get the latest news headlines, they've got them every day over at news.bitcoin.com. We're going to get back into Venezuela coming up here in moments with this puff piece written by apparently an Argentinian news source, Buenos Aires Times. We'll get into that coming up here in moments. Uh, But first, we've got Stephen on the line in North Georgia. Stephen. What's up, guys? You're on the air. Go ahead. Sorry. Um. So we're talking. Y'all were talking about propaganda earlier, um, and I find it very interesting. Um, some of the stuff coming out right now, and where a lot of this stuff's originating from. And I feel like maybe the Ukrainians are propaganda too hard, um, because what what is coming to light now is that the ghost of Kiev, this guy that became the first uh, ace in a less than 24-hour period, got five uh, got five kills in 24 hours. Two of those, the the one where he shot down two right after each other, has been confirmed to be a simulator. Um, yeah, there's no reason to believe this it, ghost of Kiev person is even real. Yeah, I'm, I'm well, pretty sure so, it's been confirmed that the whole thing has been made up completely from top to bottom at this point and i think the simulator you're referring to is footage from a video game called arma 3 which was being passed around social media like two weeks ago at this point it's pretty old news uh was being passed around i don't know seen millions of times as though it was actually footage from ukraine when it's was a video game yeah and when you consider that they've been they've been there's been infighting in ukraine for the last decade uh, they have l- tons of footage of people basically beating the beating themselves senseless, beating each other in the heads, blood, wreckage, burning. Uh, they've got lots to pick from, lots to pick and choose from. This mm-hmm. whole thing, this whole event, this whole invasion could be could be a wag the dog event. It might it might not be any there might not any, any be any truth in it. Well, the the stuff that I'm seeing is that this simulator footage actually comes from a legitimate simulator used by the American government, which I find very concerning because what we now know is that the photos that were used um, to show that the president was running around with a gun um, defending his people, um, we now know that that was actually a photo taken. Not only was it taken a year ago, but it was taken using American money, like American government money. Yeah, he, he might not even be in the country. His, his supposed uh, alleged bunker that he's hiding in, 
It might be some. It might be in Russia for all we know. Yeah, Stephen, what you're referring well, to are a series of photos. I didn't see him toting a weapon in the photos, but he does have a helmet and a flak jacket and you know camo gear on. And those photographs were taken on the border of Crimea when he was touring it in April. Uh, I believe it was April of 2021. So those yep, are and very those old. Photos were sponsored. Those photos were sponsored by the United States government. And what it looks like is that simulator stuff might not be a video game. It might be a, a DOD simulator. Um, okay. it's, a, it's a video game. Well, I, I don't know what you're. I don't know what footage just, you're referring I to. I just but. found it on Snopes. Um, it is different from the Arma Three footage. It comes from. Um, uh, I just had it in front of me. Hold on. So there's different footage. Man, out Snopes there. has really gone downhill. There are so many ads and crap in the way here. It is from. Were they, were they ever up on the hill? It wasn't they're about bad, the man. they're about the same level as the Facebook fact checkers. It's called Digital Combat Simulator. It's a simulation game that was first released in 2008. And is it a video game or is it like a training simulator for actual pilots? What's the difference? Well, I mean, it's the controls and whatnot. Stephen, thanks have, for the you call. Have a, you have a little controller in your hand, or do you have a whole bank of uh, switches and knobs to turn and twitch? They have those for video games as well. There was this massive tank-based video game that came out a number of years ago that had like a, a controller that would fill up an entire desk, and it was wow. just it was just a video game. And here I am complaining about buying an Oculus. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I don't the takeaway the, the game, but it, it was uh, pretty cool. The takeaway here is there's a ton of fake footage that has been floated as though it's real from ukraine and it's not even from ukraine a lot of it some of it is but it's old footage some of it goes back for years some of the destruction some of the photos of destruction some of the videos of uh people like throwing a molotov at a tank or whatever Almost all of this stuff has been identified as old. And some of this isn't even the fault of Ukraine, right? Like the person who took the footage from Arma 3 or no, whatever. they just people on the web. Yeah, it was probably just some person on the internet who was like, I'm going to become famous. Ha ha ha. Hey yeah. guys, I captured this video. And then people saw it and just they cook up it. a story yeah. about how it's so and so from Ukraine, and then you know put the Ukraine flag symbol in there and shoot it out there on social media and see who bites. Yeah, because no one ever facts check anything before they share it. That's right. Very few people. True. So uh, back to this story here. So again, it comes back to what you were saying, Arya, of how do you even know what to believe about this? It's so hard. <laughs> At and this, this point, is, I just don't. And this is why people. Clue out. They, they, there are so many differing options out there that uh, it's it's so much easier just to veg out and to listen to some talking head tell them what to think. Mm-hmm. And and when you when we try to break this, that because we're 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 probably wrong all the time. Here we are. We're speculating. We're like, this is you know what can we what can we trust? Uh, can we trust anything? And I'm no, and I'm of the, I'm of the opinion that no, you can't even trust us because we might be completely wrong this evening. The only thing you can there trust- might be there might be ten thousand dead Russians and ten thousand dead Ukrainians right now, uh, and when we wouldn't know because who would you trust? The only thing you can trust is your own experience, and the fact is we're not there. We're not there. So exactly. we have no experience. We had some people call in over the last couple of weeks who claimed to be in Ukraine. Uh, one of them claimed to be in the Ukraine military or the defense force, as uh, as it's called. And later, somebody who is a uh, Free Talk Live longtime supporter did reach out and said he suggested to that person to call in, and he vouched for him, said he was uh, the real deal. Um, and then there's another lady, Galena, who's called in twice at this point, and that's the closest we can come to saying maybe they're real. And, you and, know, and by the maybe. way, I didn't hear those. What were their reports? 
Uh, in, a well, nu- in a nutshell? Galena's reports came in right before the supposed uh, rolling in of troops into Kiev, but she was in Kharkiv. She was in Kharkiv, and she had said she hadn't seen any conflicts between Russian troops. She hadn't even seen any Russian troops. Yeah, well, I I uh, have, uh, I have know that... Uh, but she wasn't like a Russian sympathizer either. Well, like she, she could was, have been. How do? How would we know? Right. Well, at least based on she her could first have been a call, Russian spy. Based on her first call, she sounded very pro Ukraine. But as uh, a good uh, Russian uh, spy would, as as the <laughs> similar to the the those these nutter YouTubers and you know who whatnots that want hits, the news the news organization is the same way. And this is there are things there the money makers when it comes to the newspaper and or the the the, the, the uh, TV. If it bleeds, uh, it, it leads. Correct. So uh, elections and war. That's that's where they're always going to go with it. If they have to, and pandemics, and, pandemics, and, and, they and, turned and, out and, was and, real and, good money. Exactly. And 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 they beat that one too long. Though. It's been it was beat way too long. Yeah. And uh, it's it's seen its day. Now they got a now new set of lies. Now they have a new set of lies. And and I just hold on. And we, the sad thing is, some people who were skeptical of the the so called pandemic have fallen hook, line, and sinker. Oh my for god! This one. Uh, you uh, these these Republicans out there. One one guy in particular. I have a uh, an anti uh, an anti a vet. There's a vet that I follow on Facebook. He's right here in Keene. Mm-hmm. A personality. Let's call him that. All right. And uh, the he every every day five six seven articles and or video of Ukraine winning, mm. and he's just all in support of Ukraine. If he was a younger man, I wouldn't doubt he'd be on a plane right now heading over there with the other sixteen thousand that supposedly, allegedly, Zelensky said has signed up to to help fight. The, the, the Ruskies. We got more coming up here uh, from Venezuela. What is the puff piece that the mainstream media is sharing on the way? Free Talk Live. Phones are open for you if you want to join the show you can just dial in at 603-283-6160 we'll get you on the air with you tonight it's ian aria and conan 603-283-6160 one of the main topics we've been focusing on pretty heavy in the last two or so weeks since this ukraine situation blew up is the fact that it's a propaganda war more than anything else, and you should not believe anything you hear. I understand some people want to believe the things they're hearing because they want to believe that you know Putin's always the bad guy, and so therefore the Ukraines must be the good guy, when of course the reality is these people are all government people, and they're all lying thugs. And as it turns out, there them. are actually Nazis in Ukraine. Yes. They actually have their own military division, apparently. The Azov division? The Azov battalion. Yes. And that's not a conspiracy theory. It they is not. They have, their own, they have their own Wikipedia page, and it outlines a lot of information, and, and they've been in, they've been doing business since since Hitler. Yeah, actually, uh, Putin, in one of his earlier statements that I've, I've actually read, I've not read it on the air, but I've, I've taken the time to actually, because I want to know, what do they say? What is, it that the right. U, what is it that the U.S. and the Western, the European Union don't want me to read? They don't want me to read RT.com. Yeah, why are they taking RT down left and right? Right, so I'm going to go there and I'm going to read you know, some of the stuff they're putting out, because I want to get the other, the other perspective yeah, I on wish this. that man spoke English. It would be, Putin? Yeah, it would, he just needs to stop everything he's doing. I and know learn he's old. Some English. Learn some English. If he could, if he could, if he just had English sound bites, because some of the things mm. he says, the guy's a, the guy's a, he's a, he's a Russian patriot. 
He loves. I think he really truly loves his country. He's former KGB. I'm. I would be shocked if he doesn't speak I'm, English. I'm military. Well, uh, good. Good point. Good point. Um, he probably knows a. Lo- he probably knows a couple other languages as well. I, I would imagine he does. He's just. He's just playing. But I mean, he's speaking to the Russian people when he's speaking. I mean, our president Joe Biden probably knows Spanish, but you don't see him, you know, going around speaking. Can I Spanish. say something? Sure. I, I don't understand. I don't understand a lick of Russian, but I understand Putin a hell of a lot more than I do Biden. <laughs> Who speaks English? Just, just saying. Uh, one of the things that he linked to in his speech was the fact that Amnesty International, which is a fairly widely renowned group that does investigations on international abuses of human rights, right? Like people have heard about Amnesty International. We recently reported, oh, not re- that recently, but last year we had a report from Amnesty International about the uh, the Chinese government and their re-education camps, their detention camps of the Uyghur Muslims, Amnesty International. That was the group that did a lot of the uh, the reporting on that, that, that talked to a lot of the escapees. Well, guess what? They also did a report in uh, September of 2014 on the abuses and war crimes by the IDAR Volunteer Battalion in the North Luhansk region. So there's a seven-page report about how the uh, war, uh, the abuses committed by members of this IDAR battalion amount to war crimes for which the perpetrators and possibly the commanders would bear responsibility under national and international law. However, those members are acting with virtually no oversight or control, and local police are either unwilling or unable to address the abuses. And, and, and or they are a part of it themselves. Right. I mean, that's just that's a quick excerpt from a seven-page report on the Nazis and the fact that they are able to just do basically whatever they want to. Yeah, like, they're the ones- you, you mean like stage coups to yeah. take over the, the Russian uh, symp- symp- sympathetic uh, government and, of the times in 2014? And guess who's volunteering for the Ukrainian Defense Force? Exactly. Those guys. I wonder if, I wonder if our buddy Cantwell is on a, on a plane right now <laughs> he- heading over there. And the, uh, the Western media is doing the best they can to ignore that fact. Right, because who's behind the Ukraine uh, invasion in a lot of cases? Western liberals. Yeah, yeah. Now there is one catch to all of this. Zelensky supposedly he's Jewish. He's Jewish. Mm-hmm. And how did he get in there? And and what does Azov think Maybe about he's a that? Self-hating Jew. He's, he could either be that, and or uh, he's not. Uh, he's not supported by Azov Azov battalion. Hmm. Um, so that's that is interesting, but yeah. but having him in there really uh, kind of quaffs the uh, the argument that uh, uh, this this these these this anti semitism is actually taking place, or and 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 pro nationalism, pro national Ukraine, which is what they really are, nationalists, um, nationalists. Yeah. yeah, they love their country and they uh, and they hate everyone else. So let's get back into Venezuela because there's been a, a a big change in the mainstream media coverage about Venezuela now that the Biden administration needs their oil all of a sudden. Now yep. Venezuela, we're starting to hear about how they're turning around things there. Now they're letting people be more free and it's helping everybody. And that's true. It They are letting people use the dollar and that has helped people. But it's curious that this coverage is uh, is hitting now. Yes, it is. Uh, because it was a year ago that the or roughly a year ago that the U.S. hit uh, Maduro and Venezuela with sanctions on oil, they took a big hit, obviously, and many believed he would have survived. But the doubters, Maduro, you mean? Yes, but the doubters didn't realize how much help he'd get from key allies to evade sanctions, like Russia. Well, they don't mention Russia. That's one of their key allies. They say the economies of the countries that have helped us are capitalist. China. 
Turkey and India, declared David Paravicini, who is a lawmaker in their National Constituent Assembly. The new approach, to get their aid, apparently, you need conditions of economic liberalism. That's what China did to move forward, and it's now what we have to do, which is a new approach that includes secret talks Maduro had with holders of U.S. $60 billion in U.S. bonds, some of them American. So basically, that's what they did. They allowed people to use dollars, and evidently they started cozying up with people who had American dollars. I This is the first I've heard about any of that. But Venezuela has the world's largest known oil reserves. And if this deal came to fruition, it doesn't really say what deal they're talking about. Oh, yes, it does. I just glossed over it. They were offering to pair holders of American bonds with a foreign drilling company that would be granted the rights to some government boondoggle, basically, is what I'm getting Mm. away out of this. This is exactly what China does in all the countries they move into. Yeah, well, They, they uh. they build the infrastructure. Well, Venezuela's offering to, it's very clear, pair bondholders with a foreign drilling company, presumably a Chinese one, that would be granted the rights to oil fits. It's all very That's confusing. That's really interesting because uh, we had mentioned last night about how the Venezuelan government nationalized the oil industry in the 1970s with the creation of what they call- sell it. Yeah, PDVSA, the Venezuelan oil corporation, basically, that's run by the government and has been run into the ground uh, by the government, which is what they've done there when they nationalize every industry they've nationalized. And it's been like hundreds of businesses they've taken over with government force, which has, of course, run a lot of the entrepreneurs out of the country. Because if you're an entrepreneur and you have a business that you set up in Venezuela and it was successful and you start seeing other people in business having their businesses literally just taken from them, because that's what, for listeners that don't know, that's what nationalization is, where the government comes in and says, oh, mine, and just takes everything that you've done, everything you've created, all the buildings, all the cars, all the you know equipment, the capital, uh, the employees, they just take it. And for those not listening, I mean, for those not paying very close attention, that's pretty much what we have in the United States as well. It's getting there. Well, I mean, they haven't really nationalized industry in the United States. But if you during don't pay COVID, your taxes, they're going to take your property from you. Well, that's true, but that's a little different. Nationalization is different. That's Nationalization is, we believe this industry will do better under the tutelage of the Venezuelan government, and it is now yeah. ours. It is a total takeover. Although during COVID, in the early days, they did use some sort of War Powers Act to force manufacturers to manufacture things like... Uh, hand sanitizer. Do you remember that? No, I didn't. Yeah, hear that about happened. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was it was hand sanitizer. Of course, they would, and, of course, if I was a hand sanitizer uh, in the production, uh, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't have it. I, you wouldn't have to tell me to make hand sanitizer. No, it was other. It was like companies that like made breweries other, and yeah, stuff. Like alcohol. Real okay. Distillers. Now that or whatever. Would, now that would be a problem. Yeah. Unless I was making good good bank. Yeah. So there were things like that. It wasn't just the. That there were like the masks were being forced. Some other companies were being forced to make masks. So it does exist to some extent where the government gang in the U.S. can right. step in and at gunpoint uh, threaten people. Of course, we saw in Canada where the Canadian or the Ottawa government forced the tow truck drivers at the threat of violence to come in and actually tow the uh, the truckers from out in front of the parliament which is why the tow truck drivers were covering their faces yep. and their trucks with their logos or covering up all their logos because they were so embarrassed. Now, if a bunch of U.S. corporations all got together and started, I don't know, uh, boycotting Russia, 
Just, uh, just that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. Would that be like stage one of national nationalism, nationalization of that's co- just of companies? straight up corporatism? I mean, that's just like corporate obedience to the state. They're not being forced to. Hey, that's, but, and that's, but that's what I mean. Off. But they're all doing it, and it's all. Uh, it's all political. Yeah, PepsiCo, Coca-Cola, McDonald's, and Starbucks now, according to CNBC.com, are going to suspend almost all of their business operations in Russia. That's a bad business decision. It's a terrible It's horrible, decision. but it's... I don't know. Are they trying to get out of the it's way? Signaling. Are they trying to get it like Ford in Nazi Germany? when he He's selling plenty of vehicles to the, to the Germans. Right up to the right up to the war. We got more coming up here. You can join us at 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. Join liberty-minded volunteerists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 27th through July 3rd for the 6th annual Fork Fest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Fork Fest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out for the first time in 2021. Fork Fest takes place the week after Pork Fest, but Fork Fest is decentralized which means that there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 27th through July 3rd. There's no better place to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire. You can find out more at the unofficial website, forkfest.party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the ForkFest Forum. You can find links to those at ForkFest.Party. We hope to see you there. ForkFest.Party. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. Kicking off the second hour of the program. We're talking about the change in tune from the mainstream media when it comes to Venezuela now, talking about how more capitalistic they are, how much more free they are, and, and that, that way it's totally fine to justify the Biden administration going there and begging for oil. So that's uh, still happening here at Free Talk Live. Also on the way, Conan, you're going to share some details from the Pfizer release, which uh, came 55 or 60 years earlier than we were expecting it to. So that's on the way here tonight. Uh, Of course, your calls and thoughts are also coming up. Plus, uh, there's more about Ukraine that we should discuss so much to talk about but of course you can bring up anything uh and aria is still recovering from a throat operation more than a month ago and you gave the uh, the story from venezuela a good a good shot i tried yeah and uh and you can only do so much and i definitely appreciate you being here and, and coming back on the air with us so i'm going to pick up the ball here because i've got the story in front of me and uh, they talk about the boulevard which we've been following the worthless decline of the boulevard for many years now and as uh, they acknowledge here the u.s dollar has over the last year become venezuela's unofficial currency appearing in cafeteria menus and mom and pop shop windows blocks from the presidential palace and keep in mind this used to be illegal if you were to accept the dollar at your business you could have your business raided and shut down and probably face criminal charges now the government doesn't care because the government guys, uh, the gangsters there, realized that if they didn't let people use the dollar, the people of Venezuela were going to kill them. 
that they were going to burn them out of their offices. You can only starve people for so long. Yeah, and it was a desperate move on their part to just leave them alone. And that's what they did. And across the Capitol, according to this website here, batimes.com.ar, that's what we're sharing this from, bodegas filled with French champagne, vacuum-sealed salmon, and Grana Padano Italian cheese appeared where bankrupt shops had once been. The boulevard, the official currency, has become worthless through years of hyperinflation. Quote, what we saw wasn't a liberalization, but a permissiveness, and in some cases, a legal framework that existed but wasn't enforced, unquote, said Tamara Herrera, the chief economist at Caracas-based consultancy Sintesis Financiera. Quote, the need arose because of progressively intensifying U.S. sanctions. The new decrees show the government's fiscal hunger and punitive nature. Now, that's always the the thing that they place the blame on in countries like Venezuela and North Korea. They love to blame the U.S. sanctions for all of their economic woes. You're talking the Venezuelans or yeah. just everyone in general? Because I blame them as well. No, I, it's the Venezuelan socialism is what their problem yeah, is. Yeah, but it's partly sanctions. That's I part mean, there's of the no doubt that sanctions have an effect. They should be able to survive internally with their own economy like if the entire world was like no we're gonna we're gonna boycott the united states and the, the united states would be able to survive right it, you, it would be bumpy venezuela's a temperate climate right like it's a it's a pretty hot place it's tropical right so they can grow year-round food in venezuela so they could certainly feed their own people there they could certainly have a robust economy if they actually had the freedom to do so but they don't it's a socialist economy and that's why you know it's been absolute garbage for as long as but it has. Ian, their maple syrup they're not getting their maple syrup from vermont <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you're, you're you are correct but it's not just the sanctions of everything that's being imported or what are are tariffs that are put on exports but it's also the the their oil industry was has a lot of competition out there yep and, now, and by the way that's so i i i blame that by the way as the number one issue was the competition the competition well, well they have which less is competition which is, now which is what well they've they've destabilized the country now they can just move in there with this new uh this new deal well this, in, a, in a free market with with oil which no one has but in a freer market of oil where there's actually real competition within venezuela which there was not there was just the one public corporation yeah but i'm talking i'm talking other i'm talking country uh, companies are across the, i know the globe. what you're saying right. but the a socialist run company cannot compete on the world stage in any meaningful sense because the other companies if they're not run by governments if they're run privately they're just more nimble they're able to I to agree. do more than a socialist run uh, system and the venezuelan government was relying one of the reasons why they failed as hard as they did was they were expecting the price of oil was just going to keep on going up right but then competition brought the price of oil down and they had, you know, they had no plan for that, basically. So oil production, after plunging for nearly a decade, is establishing finally or stabilizing at 800,000 barrels a day, stemming from or some of the economic hemorrhaging. This year's projected contraction, while still stunning at 10%, is a far cry from the 35% from a year ago and 65% in the past five years. The country's constituent assembly approved a value-added tax last month to reap benefit from the estimated 70% of all transactions this year set to occur in dollars. So that's how much it has shifted in just one year's time, going from all legal transactions being in the boulevard to now 30%. And they're going to kill it by increasing taxes. 
You know what sucks about this? If you if you live through this, if Venezuelans live through this and watch the the boulevard explode like it did, and it's going to happen again with the U.S. dollar, mm, that'll be harsh <laughs> within their own yeah. within their lifetime. Well, well that's got, the issue, right? They haven't learned anything. How many no. times has Venezuela knocked zeros off their currency, and the Venezuelan people are at still least just three like, that I'm aware of? Maybe it'll work this time. I think a lot of people know that it doesn't work. That's why they're going to the dollar because they see it as a more stable option. And by comparison, it is. I mean, they all are losing value. The dollar is certainly losing value at almost a record clip. It's certainly at record highs in the last 40 years, according to the government's own numbers. And we're going to get the February numbers probably within the next week, from what I understand. So maybe it'll be in the two, uh, the double digits because last month it was 9.7% was the uh, official i think that was either the producer or the consumer i forget which one which one it was but it was very high uh quote we are doing this now because there are signs that point to a recovery on the economy says a socialist party lawmaker at the national constituent assembly he's referring to the tax on the dollar sales so yep oh, okay we see the the, the economy is recovering so we need to tax it that's oh, yeah. what they're saying <laughs> Quote, but we have a highly speculative economy in which price fixers, especially merchants, take every opportunity to set and obtain extraordinary profits and incentives for national production must be created through more efficient policies, she said. So what does the, that even mean? It just goes to show they, they don't know anything. <laughs> they have not learned a single lesson. They, they see money moving like all government people and they must what? tax it. And they just want to control uh, of course, the, the it's ironic for them to call the people in the market price fixers, right? That's, you know, that's all the Venezuelan government does, right? That's that's one of the reasons why the Venezuelan government has failed so hard is because they mandated that companies fix their prices and therefore ran those businesses out of business because they wanted some companies to sell at below cost. Right. There are two different values of the bolivar. Whether you measure it in the real U.S. dollar amount or the Venezuelan government's official dollar amount. Right. And there's a huge difference between the two. Uh, so this has meant an abrupt return to some statist socialism. Venezuela's price control agency claimed it inspected more than 1,900 stores in January. Commerce Minister Anaida Laya recently announced 135 agents have been dispatched across the country to, quote, end the speculative economy, unquote. Scrutiny had declined in recent months. The government is watching closely again. To, to do what? To regulate the prices? Yeah, in the they're stores? still at it. The, the, they're back at it, is what they're saying here. So but the, they can't, are they, but are they able to control, so they can control the boulevard, but can they say, all right, you have to, yes. you have to provide this, this sandwich at two dollars to that's us correct. dollars they can do that yeah and that's what that's what i was saying they did that to some businesses and, and what, they ran and what out happens if they find out some yahoo merchant is uh selling for what the criminal charges for what the sandwich is actually worth yeah, you go to, you go down uh now i don't know if they do it to sandwiches there are certain categories right so there's certain things that they'll they, probably turn a blind eye to sandwiches i think i hate this i think i hate this person more than i hate tax uh tax collectors yeah this is an entire agency the price control price, agency price fixers mm-hmm. the number here is 603-283-6160 it just goes to show they don't understand the economy they don't understand markets and they believe they can control everything from top to bottom so things haven't changed that much it's just they're now letting people use the dollar there's more but coming not up at the fair market rate you can join us it is free talk live Yeah! 
It's Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you tonight, you've got Ian. Aria. And Conan. Don't forget, you can join us online anytime you want. Head on over to freetalklive.com, and you can enjoy various features that we have there, including our social media site, that we run, it's on our server, so therefore the big tech media types like Facebook, uh, Twitter, they have no control over what you say over at social.freetalklive.com. That's social.freetalklive.com. We're sharing the latest propaganda about Venezuela, which to be fair to this piece, it does get into how socialism is still in place in Venezuela. So on one hand, they're claiming that, oh, well, things are so much more capitalistic. And then halfway through the article, they get into the fact that the price control agency, which had declined its scrutiny in recent months, is all of a sudden back on the job and going from business to business, inspecting more than 1,900 stores in just the month of January alone to make sure that they were pricing according to the government's mandates. Mm, 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 mm. What they're really doing is making sure that people are paying the appropriate protection fee. For sure. To the the latest mafia group. Yeah, that's ultimately all this is. That's all it is. Yep. And you know what? I was just looking to see uh, the website that I used to go to. Every time we talked about Venezuela in the last decade, uh, I would always go to dollartoday.com. And promote the hell out of the site because it's a really interesting site that actually gave you the black market rates for uh, what the the boulevard was worth. So what could in you USD. Tra- right? So what could you trade one U.S. dollar for on the black market in Venezuela, and how many boulevard would you get? Because uh, as you mentioned earlier, I believe Aria, there was a government, there is still an official government rate, an exchange rate, a, a, a set exchange rate of one U.S. dollar is worth X boulevard. And then there's the actual rate of what it's really worth to the people. And that's why you'd have to go to the black market. And that number on Dollar Today would constantly just go up. over. You go one week, you go the next week, you go the next week, and it's just up, 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 up the amount of boulevards that you would get for the dollar. Then when they did the re-denomination in 2018, where they knocked five zeros, I believe, off of the, the value of the boulevard at that time, and they re-denominated from the Boulevard Fuerte, which means strong boulevard, to the Boulevard Soberano, which means, ironically enough, sovereign boulevard. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they did that, the the amount of boulevards per for $1 went down to like 72. So it had been like in the millions, and it went down to 72 the next day, because that was the new right. re-denomination. And immediately after that, it started going up, and it was going up and up and up and up. And by the time they re-denominated again in October of 2021, just three years later, and knocked, I believe, six zeros this time off of the boulevard, it had it had gone up to four-something million boulevard to $1. So it went from 72 boulevard in August of 2018, up to 4.4 million Bolivar at the very end of the so-called Sovereign Bolivar. Then what they did was they re-denominated, they knocked six zeros off the Sovereign Bolivar, so therefore a 100,000 Bolivar note became a one Bolivar note. Okay, Just imagine Just having imagine that, that much wealth stolen from you overnight, man. Well, I mean, it isn't any more wealth. It's just they're uh, they're acknowledging that this thing Toilet is worthless. Paper. Yeah, so it's just a re. It's just a, a fudging the numbers, basically. The the hundred thousand boulevard isn't wealth. 
it was garbage. Well, it's supposed to be a representation of wealth, right? Well, in theory, but like it wouldn't even buy you a slice of bread. sitting at home, and then suddenly the U.S. government was like, oh, yeah, by the way, that's only going to buy a dollar worth of stuff from now on. Yeah, that's I mean, what that's... they did, but it really wasn't buying more than a dollar's worth anyway, True. is the point. So anyway, they did that, and then what, what was really weird was I went to the Dollar Today website, and I noticed that they had changed the numbers again, right? It had gone down from four four million or whatever down to like just four or five. Hmm. And here we are now, six months later almost at this point, and it's still just four point four one dollars hmm. per boulevard. And that or sorry, boulevard per dollar. Is your site and is your site still legit? That's what I'm wondering. And the weird thing is there's still like news that's being posted to the site. I don't know if it's just grabbing that from some news feed or what the deal is there. Their Twitter feed is uh is being updated so i don't understand that because when when i and then if you start trying to look around to find like a conversion between like other websites to convert between the boulevard and the u.s dollar it gets very confusing because according to wikipedia the new term for the venezuelan boulevard is the ved instead of the vef which is what it was previously but you can't find ved anywhere so if you go to z.com, xe.com, which has a converter, it does have a U.S. dollar to VEF, Venezuelan Boulevard, conversion. And according to that, $1 will get you 432,558 VEF. So they're using the old currency still. It's very confusing. Maybe they are. That would make sense, right? I think so. Wasn't that about the rate of the old one? Mm, no, because if they knocked six zeros off of that, that, that would oh, be... You know. Not quite the same. But then if you look at the chart over the last month, the actual amount of Boulevard you get per dollar has actually been going down. So a month ago, it was 450,000 and change Boulevards, and now it's 432,000 and change. So it's very confusing. It's not like anything has happened like this in the last uh, decade, basically, that we've been watching this. Uh, so I don't know how to explain it, and there's no real explanation on Dollar today as to why things are so steady-seeming. Well, didn't compared. you say that 70% of their commerce is now being done in USD? Yeah. That, that could is, be a stabilizing factor. That's what I'm thinking, and that's the, the best explanation I can come up with is this news story, or this quote-unquote news story here that we've been sharing, does claim that in the last year it has gone from overtly zero dollars in sales from the different businesses in venezuela to 70 percent of all sales in u.s dollar and so yeah i think you're right that could be a stabilizing factor for the uh the new what they call the digital boulevard that's the new term for the current oh, version that's of vfd mm-hmm. yeah or so, ved whatever whatever it is yeah so the old the old rate was or the old currency was ves mm-hmm. right and, so the, and the new one is v vef the the sober sober that's the soberano but that ended in october now it's the ved so there's no real like clear answer cuz z.com still calling it the vef which is like years old now at this point so it's very, very strange. If you're in Venezuela and you can clear this up for us, like what's the actual black market rate of the, the dollar? If uh, anyone is even using v- VED. Yeah, right. Maybe it's in, more in, than 70%. Maybe they're, maybe they're all just using dollars and crypto, U.S. dollars. Yeah, I would like to know what the status is with crypto there. From what we hear, the whole claim that there's like a whole bunch of crypto transactions is just propaganda from the, the crypto side of things. I mean, there's probably some. Yeah, surely there are some. 
but I I would like to know more. If you want to weigh in, the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You can share your thoughts with us here. We're going to get into uh, more on Venezuela Plus. Coming up, the Pfizer data that has now come out under a judge's order. It was supposed to take most of the next hundred years before they released this. This is, this is what got them emergency use authorization. And we'll get into it coming up here. And the number is 603-283-6160. If you want to join the program, if you want to take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever's on your mind here on Free Talk Live. is free talk live and you can bring up whatever you'd like the number is 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 here in the studio with you you've got ian aria and conan don't forget you can join us online over at freetalklive.com features there are free so enjoy them archives going back for years over at freetalklive.com. We're sharing uh, some news about Venezuela, looking at the fact that now that business is apparently booming in a way that it hasn't in years in Venezuela, thanks to the fact that the government gang there had looked the other way when it comes to dollarizing the country, allowing people finally to allow uh, business owners to post prices in dollars, to accept payment in dollars publicly. This used to be illegal. Now it's okay. And so that has resulted now in as many as 70% of the country's transactions being done in dollars, because even though we understand that dollars are terrible, they're not as terrible as the Bolivar as far as their inflation is concerned. And the Venezuelan people understand that. But now the price control agency has been let loose again. And in January, according to the story at the Buenos Aires Times, the uh, 1900 stores were inspected, quote unquote, by the price control agency, and they've released as many as 135 agents across the country to, quote unquote, end the speculative economy. Here's what one business owner said. And, and no doubt to see what you're actually making in revenue yep. so that we, so that you can be taxed accordingly. Here's what one business owner said, Maria Luisa Pereira, who sells flour, rice, and condiments at her market in western Caracas. She said, quote, they came last week to tell us to cut our profits to 30%, which we had to do because they would, you know, they would find out. close your business. Either, either someone, either an irate customer would complain because they're having to pay more than what they knew that it was supposed to be or according to the government. Right, and if you don't do it, you go to jail or, you know, they hurt you. She says, but it hurt our business. How can we survive on so little with hyperinflation? They hadn't been here in months, and now they threatened us to come two more times in February. We're afraid, she said. Hmm. Meanwhile, fewer Venezuelans are leaving, according to two polling firms. Well, not at, not at this rate. They keep up their, you know, their tactics. People are going to leave again. Debt analysis and Delphos. In a December report from Debt Analysis, those expressing a desire to leave the country fell to just 38%, down five points from a year before. That's still a full third of the, right. the, uh, the country that wants to leave. 
of those who emigrated in the last five years, that is to say, left the country, 17% or about 1 million have returned over the same period, the data show. Maduro's government says it's overseen the return of more than 17,000 since 2018 through the quote-unquote come-back-to-the-fatherland plan that they have. So there sounds like they might be trying to bribe people That's, uh, I am wondering exactly that. How much were they paid uh, to come back? The United Nations still projects this year the number of emigrating Venezuelans will surpass the 6 million Syrians who've been driven from their homeland. There's been an irony about the Venezuelan immigration the government knows but doesn't mention. Those who leave send remittances in dollars and also reduce the numbers needing to be fed and housed. So every person that leaves becomes more productive because they can actually work in somewhere like the United States where they can make some money and then send money back and to send their back. family members. That makes, that makes good sense. Echo Analytica. But now, but now they're back. Well, at least 17,000 of them. Some of them. That doesn't sound like a whole lot to me, by the way. Says a uh, remittances have risen from U.S. $2.7 billion in 2018 to what it estimates will be $4 billion this year. So there's a little bit more information from you. The number, if you want to join us here, it's 603-283-6160. Luis Vincente Leon, the head of Den Analysis, stated the emigration of Venezuelans has slowed recently not only because of new opportunities at home, but because of new restrictions and xenophobic backlash abroad. He said those barriers in those countries are increasing dramatically to make exit more difficult, especially for those without visas or resources. Also, with the dollarization, staying home seems to be less traumatic than emigrating. One lawyer who's just returned from Buenos Aires said she found life there hard. Quote, at the beginning, they required me to work too many hours, 15 hours a day sometimes, and they paid me much less than a minimum wage. I couldn't complain or I'd get fired. They made me stand for 10 hours straight. I only had 15 minutes to eat, and many times I had to eat standing. Well, to me, that just sounds like a lawyer getting a real job for once and actually having to There uh, was work very for a little living. she said that didn't sound like your average fast food job. You right. Know? You've worked at a, a pizza place for a very long time. What are your, your hours typically like there on a day? There, were, there was never like a 15-hour shift, but there were some 12-hour shifts, and you and get you're sm- on your feet the yeah. whole time. You get smoke breaks, but there's no lunch break or anything. You don't get a 15-minute lunch break or whatever. You eat right. if you get a chance to eat, mm-hmm. and you hope that's it. that you get that chance. And that's in the United States, Yeah, right? Uh, he had rented a room in an apartment he'd shared with two others and also felt unwelcome often, saying some of the Argentine managers are xenophobic. Once they told a Venezuelan partner that he had come from Venezuela like a cockroach. In Venezuela, we have water and electricity failures, but at least I live in my house. In Argentina, it's true I could walk around safely at night, and there are a lot of cultural events, but I spent all my time working, often being mistreated, and the money wasn't enough. I'm putting my hopes in dollarization, he concluded. Mm. Well, I mean, the that's, dollar will save you. It doesn't sound <laughs> like Argentina was a very good choice. Well, he did admit he could walk around safely at night, which is, you know, <laughs> that sounds like an improved situation and than was, getting and robbed. And there was food to eat. Yeah, I mean, look, that's the life of a lot of people. Is they spend all their time working, right? Especially if they have families, True. mouths to feed, that kind of thing. Um, it's not easy necessarily to make ends meet. And again, it just sounds to me like a privileged attorney who's had to do something a little more normal with his time complaining about his experience there. So now he wants to go back to Venezuela where he can become an attorney again and get paid stacks and stacks of dollars instead of you know minimum wage. Maybe even going after uh, the merchants who are uh, 
failing to comply with the, these new regulations. Well, yes, he's working for the state. Oh, yeah. That's what exactly well, if what he, he, wa- if he wants his cushion. Is it a he or a she, by the way? The name sounded um, female, but it was actually a male. Well, whoever, they, that's the way you do it. You go get a nice cushy job with the government and... Uh, Every job in Venezuela is a job for the government, isn't it? Oh, good point there. If you're in a socialist, a completely socialized country, then uh, I guess uh, you're, you're you're working for the community. The community. So I did a little more looking as to the situation with the boulevard and why there's no notable inflation like there has been, like insane levels of inflation. And they do acknowledge here that uh, they have slowed the pace of printing money as a result of the hmm. dollar becoming the preferred currency. Curious. This stories from Bloomberg.com. Uh, this was printed in January of, of this year. Prices rose just 7.6% in December from November, which that's a lot for the United States, but for Venezuela, that's a significant reduction in prices going up, uh, marking a full year with monthly inflation below 50%, the thresholds most economists commonly use to define hyperinflation. Venezuela ended 2021 with inflation at 686%, but keep in mind, the old Boulevard Soberano didn't end until October 2021. So it was after they re-denominated, they started to change how they handled uh, the money printing situation. And this is an interesting statement from the professor of economics at Catholic University in Caracas. He said Venezuelans' hyperinflation went as it came. The government didn't take any measures. It just stopped doing what was causing it, which is financing itself via accelerated money printing. <laughs> Imagine that. They very, slowed very, down the printing. Very curious. Very, very curious. It uh, sounds like they could probably get by by not printing any bolivars by at just this point, adopting yeah. the USD like El Salvador did. They uh, At this point, the reduction in money printing comes as a result of less government spending, which effectively cut the fiscal deficit to less than 10% of the GDP last year from around 30% when hyperinflation began in late 2017. In place of the boulevard, the country has unofficially adopted the dollar, and at the time of this writing, it was more than 60% of all transactions were taking place in that currency. So that's the answer, basically. And they, they say here that the price of a cup of coffee has only gone up, like, roughly 10% in the last few months. So it's still going up. They are still inflating the money supply, but in less insane levels. There's more on the way here. We'll get into uh, the Pfizer situation next, and you can join us on Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. The phones are open here. You can join the show. The number is 603-283-6160. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 603-283-6160. We took a little detour into the uh, Venezuelan situation. We've been focusing a lot on Ukraine and Russia. And Venezuela came up again in the news because now they... Now they're friends. The Biden administration... Now they're playing ball. Yeah, the Biden administration wants to be buddies with Venezuela now that Russia... Uh, has been cut off as a U.S. oil supplier by the Biden administration. Uh, we can talk more about uh, the the Ukraine situation on the way a little bit later on, but uh, we're going to get back into COVID, even though there hasn't been much news as of late. Nope. New York City. Nope. Where's Fauci? Rolling, right? 
Where'd he go? New York City's rolling back its vaccine mandates, apparently, rolling back mask mandates, except for children. I, I heard that now they're still requiring the smallest of small children to wear a mask because well, there's no vaccine. bullies always target the weakest, right. the ones that can't defend themselves the most. The excuse is because there's no vaccine available, therefore kids must continue wearing masks. So it ain't over completely in New York City, but for most people, uh, things are going back to some semblance of normalcy. They, even there, even in the Empire State, but at the same time, uh, during all this distraction of this Ukraine going on out which, there. Which might be just that, in more words than you know, a mm-hmm. distraction to, to keep our eyes off of you know the last two years you know i will say as i i hate war and everything about it but i am grateful for the last few weeks of not having to talk about covid like wait but they yeah. just but they just changed it with the, the pieces with another game I, i'm aware but we've been talking about covid it's been exhausting i'm already exhausted from the, i'm already exhausted after this last two weeks of people changing their profile pictures and oh, yeah. and, and 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 did you see po- the- posting video of these heroic ukrainians or this Zelensky actor i'm tired of this guy he's an actor Actually, he's a friggin he act- and not not just like any Ronald actor Reagan. not just any actor a comedian actor did you see the lighting downtown in Keene at the different businesses? Don't even tell me. There's, there's <laughs> they, changed the, they changed it to yellow and blue. Blue and yellow lights at uh, Luca's, at the church at the head of the square, at, I think, a couple of the businesses on the other side of the square, the new Souls, but like, they're all over the place. And these are the, these are the same guys who'd be lining up, kissing their, their children goodbye, getting on the plane to go fight mm. in World War III. It's ridiculous. No, they, man, these ex- are, nah, these are these are the white ivory tower liberals, man. Exactly, and that's the most. That's their the kids most, don't go to war. These, they're, 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 these, their kids hmm. dodged the draft by going to Canada or being being in college. Or I don't whatever. know about this one. It, this is this reminds me of World War One when every all the young men uh, were, they were they were dying literally dying to to go fight. In the new war, because they were—I don't know what was going on. I don't know why their lives suck so hard, but it, this was something to do. This was the patriotic thing to do, and I'm—I'm I'm getting that same vibe right okay. now. That even liberals would be, like I said, like volunteering up. to go, yeah. rather than being drafted. Okay, I believe. So I don't believe sixteen thousand people have actually called up Zelensky and and said, "Hey, we, you know, we want to come fight with you guys." But I do believe the number is big. I believe that there's a lot of people who are all about this. Because they've been taught their whole lives that Russia bad, mm-hmm. Putin bad. I in my in the eighties when I grew up, it was oh, every single uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, Rambo film. Right. They were always fighting. Guess the who? Russians. The Ruski, the Ruskies, Red, Red Dawn, the Red, the Reds. Yeah, and uh, and this is we're back to it. What's and, old is new again. Well, it's a new it's a new war. I don't think it ever went away. You know right. what? Let me let, and I just and I pulled this up. I don't remember reading this, and I, I'm, I'm sure it's actually a quote in there, but it's from 1984. The rage that one felt was an abstract, undirected emotion which could be switched from one object to another like the flame of a blow lamp. That's happening, for sure. I, we, we just saw it. We literally COVID just saw it. COVID to Ukraine. It, it, COVID Boom. died in a, in a couple of days. Yeah. And it went straight to, to, to Ukraine. Sure did. It's amazing. It's like it never. It's like COVID never happened. Which, by the way, we've been talking for the last two years. Would you? Would you have known this was actually taking place 
if the media wasn't bombarding you with the this COVID information. The no, co- way. no, I think we said that last week yeah, that no we way. wouldn't know the Ukrainian thing was taking place. Exactly. Either. It's the exact same type of war. We are always at war with Eurasia. The very same media that pimped COVID is now pimping this man in Ukraine as some sort of uh, you know hero. And he's just another thug politician, an yeah. actor, as you point out. That's exactly what it is. And back to the 1984 uh, 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 allegory, uh, there are Winston Smiths out there, anti-heroes, who are rewriting history and who are changing the narrative from one war to the next. They are complicit. They are a part of the game. They know what they're doing. There are TikTokers out there and there are news people, news uh, talking heads out there who know what's going on. They know the truth. They know that they are lying. No, see, that's I, I think that's where you're wrong. The ones who know what they're doing, they're the ones who get sent to, you know, room 101. They, they disappear. They, they get, va- they get, they get va- or they get vaporized. Yeah, they get removed from the equation. It's the ones who are too stupid to realize what they're doing. At the beginning of the book, Winston knew what he was doing. And it wasn't until the mm-hmm. end. Sad story. Uh, uh, spoiler alert. Right. Uh, he became a part of the problem. He became a part of the situation, and he loved his job, and he loved Big Brother. And that's, but at one point in your life, there are people out there who actually know the truth, and uh, and they are they're your poison. You are absolute poison out there, and you need to stop it. You need to wake up, and you need to you need to change your line of work. Speaking of poison, we can talk more about Ukraine. Let's get into the COVID uh, information that has been released now. Finally, after. What they said was going to be seventy something years before it would come out. I don't think they. Oh, they weren't going to do it at all. And in, in, in January, they were talking about, all right, we we could do it in like fifty years or so, but it's going to be like five hundred pages a month. But some judge forced them to do it recently, apparently. And, if, so and we, and we got this. we got some of the first data on, I believe, the, the first of this month, March. Okay. Pfizer was told to release some data on their the data they, they supposedly used to get emergency use authorization to uh, implement this. MR, this okay. new mRNA technology on us, on the and people. And they said, we have too much of this, so we're going to release 500 pages a month for the next 50 years. Yep. And Really? And someone thought that that was okay. They thought that they would... That's what they said they wanted to do. They said there was too much. We have to do it this but way. But now they have to release all of it, or yeah. what? Okay, so it's all been released at this point? No, no, I don't, no. I don't believe so. All right, so what has But the information released? that has been released is very telling. This okay. is from you, uh, EuroWeeklyNews.com. As the war rages on in Ukraine and the eyes of the world are fixed on the tragic events in Europe, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration has slowly started to release Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine data to the public, something that they had originally wanted to do until 2096. <laughs> while reports of or they would t- it would take them up to 2096 to yeah. release all of the data, not all. Okay. They wouldn't wait That's until 70- 2096 to release it all in one one lump. And, and the FDA was doing this essentially on Pfizer's behalf rather Correct. than Pfizer themselves All, doing well, it. Are, are they any different? Are they not the same organization? They are. But they're in bed. I, to, I know that they're sleeping in the same bed. To most people listening, they're not. While reports of vaccine side effects continue to roll in across the globe, the FDA's initial request of 75 years to hmm. release the data, which is linked to its decision in December 2020 to grant Pfizer BioNTech emergency use authorization for its mRNA vaccine was finally turned down and subsequently a judge ordered the release of data to begin in March, citing the request as paramount to public importance. I agree Hmm. with that. The data request came uh, from the Public Health of Medical Professionals, the PHMP. I'm not familiar with these guys. 
demanding more transparency, who sued the FDA under a freedom of information due to the FDA's initial request of only releasing a minimum of 500 pages a month. In January, a court order, U.S. US District Judge Mark Pittman of the Northern District of Texas required the FDA to release around 12,000 documents immediately and then 55,000 pages a month until all documents are released, totaling 300,000 pages. <laughs> Man. On March 1, the FDA finally produced its first 10,000 pages of Pfizer clinical trial documents, and after securing the release of the data, Aaron Siri, a lawyer working on the, uh, working on the case, told Endpoints News, Our job was to get the documents. We leave it to the scientists and others to analyze. Yeah, you're going to have to uh, crowdsource this uh, this analysis. Uh, absolutely, I can't even imagine ten thousand I mean, like that. But they're talking yeah. about three hundred thousand total. I've looked through uh, thousands of pages of discovery in the Crypto Six criminal case, and let me tell you, it is a hell of a task just looking through boring uh, discovery. Absolutely, to actually and have to look through medical data. That's got to be a real brutal slog. And the way these guys do it, they make it intentionally difficult to, mm. to navigate. But files some, here and there and links to this yeah. and that. And it's just it's intentionally confusing because they don't want to get sued. But you've got some ugly gems that you want to share with us? Oh, absolutely. Okay, here we I go. have nine pages of them. All right, well, gonna... there's, 30, there's 30 pages, but nine of them are, they should have you concerned if you actually were a part of the experiment. And by They're, part of the experiment, you mean you, you got a vaccine. jab. Uh, there's more coming up here. We're going to get into that on the way in hour number three. That's coming next, and you can join the show at 603-283-6160. Bring up whatever's on your mind here on Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Phones are open here, and you can bring up what you like. The number is 603-283-6160 as we launch into the third hour of the program with you tonight. It's Ian and Conan. Of course, you can bring up anything. That's the point of the show. Uh, We're talking right now about the release or the beginnings of a long set of documents that are going to be coming out, 300,000 pages Mm -hmm. uh, of information from Pfizer, specifically regarding their vaccine for COVID. Correct. This This is coming from the FDA. And it's information that is being forced to be released sooner then it was originally scheduled, which was was scheduled over the next 75 years. They're saying yep. it needs to be done basically now, in the next year. The, the judge uh, who made this happen said this is paramount to public importance. You need to you release this information because I know a lot of people uh, got into this. I got into bed with this new this program. And uh, if there's any information out there that could be, uh, you know, could hurt them down the road, they need to know now. Uh, of course, that, of course, much, of course, is it too late now? How much data sampling did they do? Three hundred thousand pages is an insane. As I under, of as data. I understand it, I couldn't I couldn't find it on the the PDF that the thirty pages that that, that have been released are that I have access to because it seems to be redacted, or I, maybe I'm not understanding how this their link works. But I'm thinking I'm thinking seven million uh, were 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 followed, and. Uh, uh, this is that's the information they use to uh, to compile this this data. Okay. okay, 
So what but, did you learn? So according to Endpoint News... Among, From the first 10,000 pages, right? Just, just 10,000. Okay. Uh, released March, uh, March 1st. And uh, supposedly 12,000 a month. Or 12,000 immediately. And so we've only gotten... Okay. So 10K. It was 12,000 right up front right up and front, then 50,000 per month. A month. So roughly for the next six or so months. So among the documents released, one shows a nearly 2.9 million user fee payment to FDA from Pfizer. Oh. Well, we knew that. Well, that that's we not just Pfizer. That's all of them. That's Moderna. That's Johnson right. & Johnson. That's all of these boys. They are in bed with FDA. And you said 2.9 billion? 2.9 million. Oh, million? That's jump change. And I mean, That's we've nothing. known that since like the the late, I mean, the early 2000s, the FDA has been pay to play for a very long That's time. That's it. I figured it'd be way more than that. I mean, 2.9 million? That's that's what we found out in the first 10,000 pages. Okay, yeah. But I mean, if my understanding is it costs billions of dollars for uh, for these companies to put their medicines through the FDA approval process. So maybe that's just one of many fees or something like that because that seems really low. I it, mean now now that I've said it out loud it does. Yeah. It does seem pretty low, but yeah. I mean when you when you consider all of the drug companies who are trying to get all they're all, all of these guys are trying to get their drug passed sure. every, every single year. Um, well, I'm just saying I've heard that it's billions because and this approved. is just one vaccine. I mean, how right. many how many vaccines are they trying to get passed last year or in 2020? Maybe maybe, saying, maybe all of them no, maybe all of low. them together equal billions. That's not. I think that's a fraction of what they uh, they paid the FDA. But anyway, so they paid a two point nine million dollar user fee uh, that the FDA received from Pfizer uh, and others, which show a fast track designation letter, which is not typically released. Confidential, non clinical overview overview for the vaccine. Pfizer's request for a waiver from adding a suffix to the vaccine's name, which is also not typically released and a long list of anonymized trial subjects who didn't receive the vaccine as randomized. Huh. The Children's Health Defense notes that a 38-page report was also included with the documents that features an appendix called List of Adverse Events of Special Interest. The list list notes 1,291 different adverse events following the Pfizer COVID vaccine. And I have a list, I think it's like nine pages, and it's just wall-to-wall cardiac this, epilepsy Mm. this, brain melt this. um, Brain melt? That's one I just made up off the top of my head. (laughs) (laughs) The one that got my attention. This, (laughs) it probably actually is a thing that actually happens, but it's called something in Latin. It's something Mm, science-y. Now, this this, uh, 1,200... Items that you're talking about, the 1,200 side effects or or whatever, almost 1,300. Let's say 1,300. Now, was this in their trials prior to the release on oh, yeah. the populace? Oh yeah. Okay, just to clarify, because obviously there's been more than that since. We, then, that, right? And I think that this article actually discusses that okay. that actual uh, uh, quality that uh, we're going to find out a lot more down the road. This Got is it. just the the initial uh, response. This is a bombshell, said Children's Health Defense CHD President and General Counsel Mary Holland. At least now we know why the FDA and Pfizer wanted to keep this data under wraps for 75 years. Mm -hmm. These findings should put an immediate end to the Pfizer COVID vaccines. It won't. The potential for serious harm is very clear, and those injured by the vaccines are prohibited from suing suing, Pfizer for damages. Isn't Pfizer the only one that actually got full FDA approval? 
the rest are still operating on emergency. Correct. Uh, correct. Mm. Yes. Uh, well, uh, let's be very clear here. Pfizer's Comirnaty mm-hmm. got FDA approval. Legally, though, they say that it's the same thing. Comirnaty is the same as the Pfizer BioNTech uh, vaccine, right? But le- but legally, it is not. Hmm. So if you get sick, uh, you still can't sue. No, you can't sue. Well, I can't because, because I didn't get the vaccine. Well, correct. But this is the. Uh, <laughs> The, I think the most important takeaway here is it doesn't matter what's in these 300,000 pages. Not It's not going... Like, you can see the worst of the worst as far as side effects and them acknowledging that this is dangerous and it won't make any difference from a legal perspective yep. as far as people actually getting any kind of compensation Well, you can this. get... You might be able to get some from that, that vaccine damages uh, fund that, this, that the was... The federal government that, has? That was set up many, many years ago that, mm-hmm. that, I, that I believe Big Pharma lobbied for because they didn't mm-hmm. want to get sued. Mm. That's been, by the way, if you want to fix any of this, that's the first thing you do. You just, you, you, you remove this uh, uh, inability to sue these companies for damages, and all of this will stop overnight. The, 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 the yeah, but they're fa- not going to do that. They're, of course they're not. They're, they're buddies. They're buddies. We know this. So and they're not going to face any kind of serious consequences for this. That's just my prediction here. It's not going to matter what's in this report. People are going to get the the same people who are already concerned about vaccines are going to be rightfully upset at finding this out. The rest of the people are still going to tell themselves, well, at least I didn't get COVID. Yeah, well, they're not going to even hear this news. This that, news is right. never going to reach them. It's never yeah, going to true. be allowed inside their bubble. And they're never even going to know. Absolutely. This. I mean, I can, and I can tell some of, some of these people who live in these bubbles, I can tell them on, at work on next this Saturday. And it'll go they in one ear. Well, they won't. Yep. It'll go in one ear and out the other yep. because they have to cognitive dissonance. They have been wearing masks this whole time, and there's some of them are still, still. wearing masks. By the way, um, they they can't. If they were to accept this information for what it is, uh, that would mean that they were wrong the whole time. I saw one of my neighbors walk out of their house with a mask on today. They're never these. <laughs> those are the people who are never going to allow this information no. in, into their sacred lives. Right. They took. They well, took the vaccine. They're too heavily invested in the myth. They, right. They embraced the vaccine, and yes, exactly. It's, it's the same reason a lot of people never leave cults. It's just they never leave what oh, cults. cults. They're just so but, heavily but, invested. Yeah, in but it. they. Yeah, but they do. Well, some do. Some do, and sometimes the cults don't last. They kind of fall apart. I'm thinking a lot, especially communes. They just don't last. They don't work. But yes, people do wake up from cults. But cognitive I'm not dissonances. saying people don't wake up from cults, but the reason people get into cults and become invested in them and don't leave, even if they, they realize it's a cult, is because they you know invested in it for the last 15 years of their life. It's all they know. It's all they have. Yeah, and until they're, they've, it's just ruined their lives, and they wake up finally from it, and they realize that they're never going to get... They're never going to fix themselves, which is what they thought the cult would do, uh, unless they get out of it. And by the way, this is all mass psychosis. This oh, is yeah. mass psychosis formation. Or, I'm sorry, mass formation where these people are hypnotized and they have a problem. There's something that sucks in their lives. And this, this, the vaccine and the masks and the, and, this, and the locking up and staying away from society and ordering everything online uh, was what they were told to do in order to, to get through this. And they embraced it like a cult. Yeah, and it must be really hard to and, come to that conclusion that you were wrong about. And now you have like a new, you have a new mass formation that's that is being fed to you, uh, and that is the the Ukraine invasion. We got more on the way here. Uh, you've got some more. I mentioned highlights, couple or more points, couple more points uh, from this report. The beginnings of it. The number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You can join the show. It is Free Talk Live. 
Talk Live. Phones are open. You're invited. If you want to join the show, 603-283-6160. Ian, Aria, and Conan in the studio tonight. That's 603-283-6160. And coming up this summer, actually, yeah, I guess first week of summer, uh, it's going to be ForkFest. The 6th Annual Fork Fest. Hard to believe there's already been six of these things, but that's coming soon. Four months from now, you'll be able to join us June 27th through July 3rd at Rogers Campground, the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Fork Fest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which, by the way, sold out last year. That is to say, the Porcupine Freedom Festival sold out for the first time ever in 2021. I did uh, run into Dennis, who's the organizer of the Porcupine Freedom Festival this weekend. He had called our show maybe three or so weeks ago now at this point to kind of give us an update on the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And at that time, he had said 82% of it was sold out. 82% of the tickets were sold out. The whole campground already is sold out for the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And so I asked him for an update this weekend and say, you know, how close are you to sold out now? Because it's been a few weeks. He right. said 94% at this point. Now, he did say they are considering expanding the tickets beyond what they had last year. And what he was saying was, like, this year they're saying they may do 200. Their, their ticket count is 2,500. That's their okay. their top level. He's saying what they might do to kind of expand it a bit is make it so it's 2,500 adult tickets and then have the, the kids' tickets be on top of that. So, like, right now, 2,500 is the max, including both adults and kids. So he's saying they would expand the adult max to 2,500 and then whatever kids would be on top of that. So they haven't made that decision I yet. I think that's a bad idea. So right now, that has not been put into play. So presuming they don't make that decision... 2,500 is the max, and they're 94% of that. So if you're thinking about going to the Porcupine Freedom Festival, you ought to get your tickets for that thing right away. Go to porkfest.com to do that. And then, of course, the week after, it's June 27th through July 3rd for ForkFest, which is the decentralized sort of after party, if you will, for the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It takes the takes place the week afterwards. It's way more laid back, nowhere near as many people attending and all you got to do to attend uh, Fork Fest is just get yourself a camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 27th through July 3rd. You can join us for Independence Day. And that's a great thing to do, by the way. It's a great place to be for Independence Day is here in the Shire with other freedom lovers. And you get a cool fireworks show if you're, uh, if you're lucky, unless it like rains or something like that. You get a really killer fireworks show from the campground itself that weekend. You can connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms. Just get over to ForkFest.party to learn more about the event. As we go to Mark Edge, uh, one of our co-hosts, who I believe you're calling from Florida tonight? I am in Florida, and that's what I kind of want to talk to about briefly is is, uh, just two two topics. Uh, But one of the things is the experience of uh, masks in Florida and the experience of masks in New Hampshire. I was up in New Hampshire, I think, like... 10 days ago. And um, I, uh, you know, on two occasions, I didn't go into very many stores, but on two occasions, one, I went into a Walmart, had to get some packing material. And they were, they had a friendly little uh, fellow there uh, saying, uh, can I interest you in a mask, sir? Mask, sir? Did you want a mask before you go? <laughs> this was in Walmart? Then, uh, they don't ask you to put one right. on. They just ask if you would like one. What, what town right. were you in? Keen. There, there's a yeah. Well, hold on, Ian, because I 
I have seen this man accost other customers. He won't even look at me. It has never happened to me. He's there. He's, he usually hides behind the carts when I walk in. I've I just, never I, even I seen it happen. I give him the evil eye. He walks away from me. I've never even seen it happen to anybody else at this Walmart. I haven't either. I always just walk right by. The guy never asks me. I know he's there, and I know what he's doing, but he's never been like, hey, would you like a mask? I'm like, he's never bothered. Strange. I think he's seen enough thousands well, of people go through that he just he knows who's going to I mean, give yeah, him the, cold, the cold shoulder. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. you just look like a pushover, Mark. Have you ever considered that? Ah, getting down to it. Oh, all I you know guys. is that when I go into um, a big box store, I don't go to Walmart here. It's not uh, very close, but uh, I can tell you at the tar- local Target, they don't bother putting out a uh, individual that asks about masks. They don't bother bother putting out free masks out front, which Walmart was littered with. So they don't care about hiring the elderly down in Florida is what you're saying? All I'm saying is is that it looks like, uh, you know, it looks like there's a stop in East Germany on the way to the um, Keen uh, Walmart. That's all I'm saying. And then when I went in Chipotle, my God. The great hair, les- the the green hairs lesbians there. Like they nearly had a fit that I came in without a mask. <laughs> I mean, just came unglued. Yeah, so would the green haired lesbians in Florida. I mean, the green haired no, lesbians are the same. I go to yes, Chipotle in both. Yes, I go to the same location. I go to Chipotle, and the the nice little uh, Hispanics that serve me Chipotle down in Florida, they don't bother me. Right, they're not green haired lesbians. That's the difference. Yeah, they just got off the boat, man. They know what's up. They ain't having any of this nonsense. <laughs> they, they, that's. Chipotle's basically got two hiring pools, and I'm talking about both of them here. Okay. Well, we are up in progressive New England. You're more likely to encounter green-haired lesbians in New England in than the in most the liberal South, yes. city, in one of the most liberal cities in all of New Hampshire. New Keene is a very different place than, say, some of the towns to the north. Uh, or in the North Country or wherever else. So so the big cities, quote-unquote, in New Hampshire is where it's going to be the worst. Nashua, Keene, and Portsmouth are probably the three worst places as far as mass compliance is concerned. But as soon as you go outside the city, it is not uh, not the same. I, I just want to make sure that uh, people who are listening who get the notion that it's live free or die in New Hampshire and all we care about is uh, liberty are, are not getting that picture because We've talked about the masks here in Keene for the last two years, Mark. You don't have to uh, clue our listeners into this. Why would we? Talking about Florida. Well, the last time you called from Florida, the last time you uh, we spoke, I don't know, it was like a year ago or whatever. You were saying there were plenty of people wearing masks in Florida. Yeah, comparatively, I mean, I did also say at that same time that I felt that Florida was comparatively less masked than New Hampshire, and now basically the only place you have to go to the airport to find people in masks mm-hmm. in Florida. Okay, um, wait, wait, when area. were you here last, Mark? Ten days ago. You know, you know, they they just recently days. reneged on their uh, their mask uh, mandate. Yeah, that was like what a week ago. Well, I think we all should send send a little uh, thank you note to uh, Putin for uh, curing COVID. Absolutely. If, if, if there's anything good that's happened from his invasion, <laughs> it's that he cured COVID. Oh, and he got rid of Fauci. That's- yeah, the supermajority of customers at Aldi yesterday when Bonnie and I were there shopping were unmasked. The supermajority. Yep. They're cured. All right, now the Democrats have something new to worry about. Let's invade Russia. And uh, that's what I want to talk about to some extent. Um, in New Hampshire, we are soon going to be uh, seeing a vote of some sort on... Um, Secession? Yes, um, sovereignty. It may be as soon as Thursday. Yeah. 
And now, I don't know how it's going to work. Does it require two-thirds of the House, two-thirds of the Senate, and then two-thirds of the 60%. It has to be three-fifths of the House and Senate. So there's almost no chance that's going to happen. Uh, but at the very least, it is going to come before them in the full House session, which will, by the way, be the first full House session back at the State House itself since the beginning of the COVID uh, fears. So it's going to be it's going to be funny because the Democrats have demanded and hang on if you want, Mark, the Democrats have demanded plexiglass shields be put up between the Republicans and the Democrats <laughs> to divide the sections. Oh, God. When theater, this, yeah, it's all theater. When this weekend, the very same Democrats were at a huge convention, all unmasked, hypocrites, sitting at big tables with one another. There's more coming up here in moments. You can join us. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. 603-283-6160 is the number. That's 603-283-6160. Here tonight, you've got Ian and Conan. You can join us online anytime you want. Just head on over to freetalklive.com. We have our Matrix chat server, which is self-hosted. We run the server, although we're going to have a little bit of downtime in the next few days. So if you're one of our overnight users, 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. Eastern time, there's going to be some intermittent service at best over the next three nights. So keep that in Aren't mind. Aren't all of our users like overnight users? I mean, if No, they're there they, all they day and all night. They never sleep. That's, That's what, I'm what I'm saying. Yeah, they're, oh. just, they're all... Overnight users are always there. <laughs> Check 24/7. it out. At chat.freetalklive.com. We're back here with Mark Edge, uh, one of our co hosts who finally uh, we're able to communicate with, or I'm able to communicate with again after a reduction in bail conditions. And so now we can bitch. Uh, uh, listen to Mark bitch about uh, New Hampshire and talk about how great <laughs> Florida is. When, of course, New Hampshire bested Florida in the Freedom in the 50 States study that came out. Florida had had the number one slot, and New Hampshire has taken it back. Uh, And according to the authors of the study, it's going to be very unlikely that Florida is going to be able to take the number one slot again. Because freedom means a lot more than whatever the governor's policy is regarding masks. And New Hampshire has more freedom than Florida does. Uh, Florida, of course, is a police state. And so even though DeSantis, the governor down there, might be with us on mask policy, he is definitely not with libertarians on the issue of the police state. He is a cop lover and has never seen a pro-cop bill that that man did not like and did not want to sign and get off on. So if you love yourself as a conservative police state, Florida is the place to go. If you want to actually have a chance at more freedom in your lifetime, then you have to go where the largest community of liberty-loving people is. And there's nowhere else but New Hampshire where that has a growing freedom community that's actually making an impact. Anyway, Mark, go ahead with Mark, your thoughts. before you respond, shots were just fired, so I'm just going to sit back and listen to this play out. Make you, make you some popcorn. <laughs> Go ahead, Mark. Right. So I am no advocate for Florida. What I'm an advocate for is reading Freedom in the 50 States, Um, the uh, exhaustive and thorough uh, look at freedom as it differs from state to state in the United States. And I'm going to tell you that um, I don't believe you've read it, Ian. Um, Aria, I don't think you've read it. Um, Conan, I don't disagree with you on much, so I don't care whether you've read it, but I have (laughs) read the entire section on New Hampshire, 
and the entire section on Florida. And Florida has greater property rights about, uh, than New Hampshire does. And there's no dispute uh, regarding it. You own your property more in Florida than you do in New Hampshire. And um, you want to build something, you're much more likely to be able to do that. If they change the zoning laws in Florida, um, if a county changes the zoning laws, they actually have to make good to you. You have a claim against them in court. Um, there's uh, a homeowner's exemption and a variety of things. So what I wouldn't say that, here's what I would say. You're not going to be free in the United States, period. It is not land of the free anymore. It's just a bunch and of bunch of plantations. In Florida. We've talked about this. I think, and I think, and I yeah. think they do this intentionally, Mark. They all they all mix it up, mix and match. You know, Florida has some some rights that are attractive, and some that yeah, aren't. Sure. And then New Hampshire is doing the same exact thing. It's like they do it on purpose so that we really can't decide where to go, and we have these arguments about which is the better place, which well, is the better plantation to go live on. Here's what I say: move to where you're treated best. Um, but what I want to talk about is I want to talk about the New Hampshire Secession Bill. I think that's far more important here. Um, I think that this is the single best outcome, which is that the uh, bill is proffered, that Washington's put on notice, that there are people in New Hampshire that are unhappy with being in the United States, and the likelihood of success is nil. Here's why. <laughs> um, if you do a little research on a country called Georgia, not a state called Georgia, but a country called Georgia, you'll see that. Eh, a few decades ago, they were invaded by Russia. And there were a couple of breakaway regions, um, one called Kazia, the other one called South Ossetia. These places are um, different ethnically than Georgia. They're, um, they have language differences throughout the country. And these places are, have functioned as their own countries for three decades now. But... It's a small club there at the UN, and South Ossetia and Abkhazia aren't in it. And they're not going to get in it. And that's what's going to be true of any place that chooses to secede, is they're going to essentially, their economies are crap, and they're going to remain crap <laughs> because they can't trade. Um, but Georgia doesn't want to trade with them, doesn't want to give them anything, um, and they can't do any trade. Now that Russia is going to be persona non grata on the global stage, um, they can't trade through, you know, they're not going to be able to get anything through Russia because Russia is not going to be able to get anything, and they're screwed. Now, New Hampshire has fewer problems in this area, but honestly, they're not going to be able to trade with major countries. They, they just won't do the business. What do you mean we can trade so, with Russia? We can trade with Canada. Right, that'll be great. Um, trade with Russia. Why don't you welcome a bunch of Russians and see how the world treats you right now? And, and by the way, do we really know that Russia is going to fall off the planet if they uh, lose trade? That's a huge ass country, man. They, 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 I, they, I think they've been preparing for this for years. I think they know exactly they what they're doing. So wait, are you predicting, man, Mark, that uh, when New Hampshire secedes, that the United States will <clears throat> cease all uh, trade with the people of New Hampshire? I'm predicting that when New Hampshire secedes, Washington will have already fallen. That's the only time that's going to happen. I also don't think New Hampshire, if it were to end up declare independence from the federal government, it would be in a hurry to join the United Nations. I mean, that's just well, sort of a bigger... Yeah, a lot of us are not in favor of the yeah, United Nations. That's just I, sort I, of I a think, bigger, I, more if the, if the U.S. fails and falls, I think, I think organizations like the U.N. and NATO are going to do the same. 
I don't think they're going to crumble. They're going to crumble. I would concur with you in that world. When we're talking about dystopian future where Washington and The Hague have fallen, sure. I don't know how to explain that to you. What I can say is, is that if on January of 2023, New Hampshire became its own independent country, that nearly no other country would allow imports into that into New Hampshire for the remainder of the decade. That y'all would basically be um, go- driving to uh, oh, do you border base checkpoints. This? Pure you, fear mongering. And you, when you say other countries, you mean like Vermont, like the state right next to us. They won't do business yeah. with us. I think that's bullcrap. We have we have too many. We have. I work in a city that is right on the border. I mean, we. Yep. I see. I see. They should, the, cus- the customers are driving back and forth to shop on our stores because we don't have state tax. Yeah, this is Head why people call you a negative Vermont, Nancy, Mark. Where it splits uh, Canada and the United States and see what a little police state that is. Watch the Border Patrol agents from both sides, you know, scoping people out and making sure you're not sneaking through the library to get to the other side and these kind of things. Same thing's going to go on, but the difference between Vermont and New Hampshire is there's a big old river that runs down the middle. It's going to be even a lot easier. Yeah. And um, the United States isn't going to be very happy. By that, I mean Vermont isn't going to be very happy that New Hampshire gave him the finger. I don't know why you just got elsewhere. really quiet there. Oh, sorry. Now you're back. Well, I've said this and I've yeah. said this a hundred times, uh, Mark. I don't want New Hampshire to do this either until Texas does it first. I would like to be the first on the list to do this. Well, that's the thing. Mark's not planning here. He's he doesn't understand that once one state goes, it's going to be a domino effect. When the when the U.S. when the U.S. government collapses. Or when the states finally wake up, the big states, California, Texas, mm-hmm. New York, when they decide that, hey, you know what? What are we actually paying into? We're not getting anything back in return. When that happens and, they, and Texas decides to leave, balkanization across the, across the continent. Everyone's going to be like, yeah, we're going to do our own thing. Thanks for the time. Gonna, Thanks for the call tonight, Mark. Appreciate it. The fact is there's a lot of people talking about a national divorce. Even, are, even liberals are talking about this. Yeah, it's time. And people realize it. Because it's because it, it's an, an abusive relationship. You eventually wake up from the cult that you've been living in for the last two hundred fifty years. That's like, I'm in a, I'm in an abusive relationship. What am I getting from this? Yeah, I hate this guy. Why am I living with him? It's a shame that uh, libertarians like Mark are part of the fear mongering crew, though. I mean, it'd be nice to have more people on board with these ideas. But it just goes to show that we we still have more work to do to be able to convince people that uh, peaceful secession is the answer, and being afraid of big daddy government, federal government, is not what we should be doing. Talk Live. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. We'll do our best to get you in here in the remaining moments of the show, which are happening now. And in the studio tonight, it's Ian, Ari, and Conan. Don't forget, you can join us online over at freetalklive.com. We've got feeds, RSS feeds, that you can pop into your favorite podcast client and subscribe to Free Talk Live. Get the latest episodes of the show. As they are released automatically, you don't have to lift a finger once you get it subscribed in your client. Go to feeds.freetalklive.com, and you can find those there. There are different feeds. There's the full feed, which has both the full shows and the digests, and then there's a digest-only feed, and then there's a full shows-only feed. So you choose the one that's best for you at feeds.freetalklive.com. Let's go to Sarah in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live, Sarah. Oh, yes. said that. McDonald's and Starbucks are going to leave Russia now. I guess they're going to take their business out. 
So... Yeah, not just McDonald's and Starbucks, but also Coca-Cola and Pepsi, uh, Airbnb, as well as Netflix and I'm sure others that we haven't heard about. But yeah, a lot of uh, U.S.-based corporations are calling it quits, even though, according to Pepsi, their business is like they're they've got four percent of their business apparently in Russia. Now, is McDonald's actually pulling out, or are they just refusing to sell product? They're still going to sell their uh, pay their employees, if I understand correctly. Uh, McDonald's go- announced that all 850 of its Russian restaurants would temporarily close. For how long that closing will go on, I don't know, but that's pretty crazy. Hmm. What do you think about that, Sarah? Do you think this is the wise decision no, on these know, on behalf on these corporations to do? Well, you know, I think that is good because I mean that was their slow way of killing off the Russians when they were there by giving them junk food and soda pop. <laughs> Giving them uh, diabetes and obesity. Well, I mean, it's well, then, good. well, then in that in that case, in that scenario, this is a wonderful thing to do. Take away their Pornhub, take away their McDonald's. Make, I mean, they're going to be the uh, 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 upstanding uh, country in the next couple of years. They're going to be good to go. Be in good shape, you're saying? Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's it's the best one of the best things that happened to. The Soviet Union, but before this, they used to have a, a government, a state uh, subsidized restaurants in Russia. And I'm trying to figure out before the McDonald's, and I'm thinking to myself, what is that? I mean, I can, I mean, I never pictured a, a state subsidized restaurant. Turnip soup and, o- and only and only one brand of everything. Just the just the Ugh. way just the way Bernie Sanders one. He's like, why do we need fifty pop tarts? In Russia, they had one flavor pop tarts, one flavor ice cream, one flavor well, they, turnip, turnip flavored pop tart. Oh yeah! <laughs> so oh, they I are can... saying, by the way, that Russia, the uh, Russian McDonald's or McDonald's the corporation, which owns the majority of the stores, the supermajority of the stores in Russia, the rest are franchise. Uh, they are saying they're going to continue paying their sixty-two thousand Russian employees, but for how long? I know, right? Unless they know that this is going to blow over in a couple of weeks, which which some <laughs> some theorists have. <laughs> come to the conclusion yeah, but, uh, that this is a, this is going to go away real quick well we, we don't know how long that we're going to be war at war, war openly with russia um the well, uh, sarah we're not at war as... with russia <laughs> we are not at war with russia they want us to be but no we uh, this ukraine is ukraine is. russia okay well the the capitalist you know the 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 ukrainian what has happened is that they've turned capitalist and those regions that broke so, up, so has Russia. They, That's why they well, have they, a McDonald's. They, the, they have eight hundred McDonald's in Russia. They're they're as as far as I can tell, China and Russia are more capitalist than we are these days. Well, you know what? They, but they're going to tell them all to go. They're going to go back to the the state run restaurants. That's not necessarily true. You, you don't know anything about these other places in the world, and, and I'm not saying that I know what it's like in Russia, but I'm willing to bet. There are Russian-owned hamburger joints. I'm willing to bet there are other places where you can go and get junk food from Russian-based corporations. And by the way, those those merchants are probably loving this. It's like, right? oh, there goes our competition, the competition, man. This is great for us. Thanks for the call tonight, Sarah. There's what? probably still Russian Burger Kings, too. Or Russian Hardee's. Yeah, or... we haven't gotten uh, Wendy's or Burger King on the line yeah. yet. Yeah, Just this McDonald's. is absolutely insane uh, to close down hundreds of locations and 
pay 62,000 employees. And plus, what about the franchisees? Uh, it's not clear in this story here about exactly what is going to happen to them because it does point out that uh, it says here all 850 of its Russian restaurants would temporarily close. Goes on to say about 84. 84- a franchisee would mean that a Russian owns that franchise, right? Correct. And, and you know what they're going to have to do? You've seen Coming to America. You're just going to have to McDowell's. They're going to they're going to have to change their logo. And, what is uh, McDonald's going to do? Sue them? They actually, probably they will. Well, a that, Russian court would throw that in the trash. Well, here's the thing: is when you sign up for a franchise agreement, you're in, you're under some sort of an agreement with yep. the company. Is there something in there that not, just not says, to mention you're getting your product from them? Yes, they're is shipping there, their product to you. Is there a term in there that says, well, if we just feel like it, we can just cancel your uh, your franchise? That's a good legal point, right there. There probably is, though. I don't know. I mean, you, you when you get into a franchise, you're paying big maybe, money. Maybe that's why they're going to continue to pay the the pay, pay the employees and the owners of the franchise. They're only doing and, that for the corporate. But that's stores. what's not clear. They're hmm. saying they're going to close all 850 of its Russian restaurants, and then goes on to say that 84 percent of McDonald's Russian locations are owned by the company. Uh, the uh, the remainder are the franchisee, but it doesn't. It's it's not made clear. Maybe nothing's. Uh, maybe happen. none of this is actually taking place, and it's just just virtue signal. I don't know. It's it's crazy though. Either way, uh, but let's get in. Do you want do you want to talk more Pfizer, or do you want to get into the movies, Conan? You you make the call uh, uh, here. Keep in. Uh, I will be monitoring this. That we've only gotten ten thousand yep. pages. We're we're going to get three hundred thousand by summer. Uh, and this is just like the title page. This is just what they have uh, indicated. Most of the. Uh, data most of what they emphasize in the first couple of pages is just the headaches and the fever and the dizziness and mm-hmm. the nausea and the diarrhea and all that nonsense which is only about half of of the cases that were reported um down at the end there's this very weird nine pages of other adverse effects and they mm-hmm. include everything from zika to you know brain melt well, i made that one up of course but i mean just uh, nine pages wall-to-wall adverse effects that uh, you that if they had to do if they had to advertise this uh, uh, vaccine on the television and you got that guy at the end he's mm-hmm. he's going really fast and if you you might, if you take this drug you might affect be affected by this and this and yeah, this yeah, and this yeah. and this and this I don't uh, know that that's necessarily alarming I mean I'm sure you can find someone out there who took aspirin once and they died the next day out of some allergic reaction to it and you're like oh we got to include this death. in the the yeah. allergy report or the aspirin report. Well, the uh, the numbers are uh, the percentage of uh, adverse effects, uh, according to how many people were studied, uh, is almost one percent, uh, and the uh, and the ca- and the cases, mm. um, it, it the numbers are uh, not worth it. When they say that there's the, when they talk about the survival rate, the per- survival percentage right. of actually surviving getting COVID. Versus the adverse effects from taking these these numb skull vaccines, it doesn't add up. Doesn't the math doesn't work. It doesn't make sense in the end. And a lot of people, we talked about these same people. Especially considering you can still get COVID after the fact. That's actually one vaccine. of, there's actually, the, of the 7 million people they studied in the 40,000 cases, uh, 5% of, of uh, the cases that were studied are the, are ad, are the adverse effects were COVID-19. 5% wow. right off the top. And this is just from, and this is the initial two-month peer, a window before they actually uh, it started to administer this onto the people. Um, I'll be watching these numbers. Actually, I'll be watching people who are studying these numbers mm-hmm. because I, you know, this is a lot of math here. There's a lot of statistics, a lot of numbers, a lot of percentages. Uh, I'll definitely be monitoring the people who are who could do a better job than I can. 
Uh, but these numbers don't add up. You got you guys got hoodwinked. The American people, uh, uh, not the American people, the whole damn globe got hoodwinked. And now you've got another hoodwink and it's called Ukraine uh, invasion, which uh, you should be thinking uh secondly about i got some more numbers for you here as we wrap out this episode cryptocurrency platform coinbase is admitting they are now blocking twenty-five thousand russian supposed russian accounts uh this according to rt.com but this news is being reported elsewhere cryptocurrency exchange coinbase has announced they're blocking thousands of accounts related to russians the site has vowed to support sanctions imposed by the west on russia in a statement they released saying they blocked over twenty-five thousand addresses related to russian individuals or entities we believe to be engaging in illicit activity many of which we have identified through our own proactive investigations oh, isn't that nice of them as far as i'm aware it's not illicit for an american to send cryptocurrency to someone in russia oh right? yeah uh, tell, tell us about the virtue signalers uh who's sending money to ukraine i don't there there isn't time for that the, the, the ones well just real quick the ones who are paying for airbnb but they're not actually going oh, yeah. to ukraine you better watch out. You might get your uh, your bank account frozen, liberal virtue signalers. <laughs> oh, no, Ukraine's the good guys here, remember? That's what I'm saying. Out of time for tonight. Tomorrow, back. We'll see you then. Freetalklive.com. In the meantime.